It's draft profile day on Locked On Coyotes as we get ready to discuss prospects in the 2022 NHL entry draft. We're going to look at some of them and kind of decide how and if they fit into the Arizona Coyotes organization. On today's episode, we start with Logan Cooley. So be sure to stay locked in. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me on this Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope you guys are getting through this week just all right. I know it's hump day. A lot of you guys are tired. I know I'm tired, but it's okay because it's draft profile day. We get to discuss a top prospect in the 2022 NHL draft, and I couldn't be more excited, Carl. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to hopefully drain the youthful energy from these draft prospects uh, and use that to get through the rest of the week. Oh, I love it. I love it. But let's let's start. Actually, before we do, I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Caddies your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which means we'll never have a paywall. But let's talk our first prospect on our list, Carl. Uh, and we could talk about Shane Wright, but we're not going to on today's episode um, because no. there's, at this point, is there really worth it? Coyotes aren't going to get him. So let's move next down the list. Yeah. Um, number two on the consolidated ranking on, on elite prospects, Logan Cooley from the U.S. National Development Program. Um, mm-hmm. he, this guy is, Carl, I think probably one of the most sought after, like, and I think in terms of the top three prospects, like cool, like Cooley isn't really too far off from the talent, talent level of Shane Wright. Yeah. Uh, let's be fair. This is something that we see pretty much every year, but when Shane Wright had kind of a slow start, there were articles. Is Logan Cooley going to go number one overall? Uh, those are usually just clickbait. Um, because you know, <laughs> it's, it's about more than just one season. Uh, and a good general piece of advice. If an article headline says ends in a question, it's always no. Um, but still you don't really get into that conversation without being a great player. And I do think that Cooley is one of the more touted, you know, prospects now. Absolutely. And I think he's, um, like we talked about two through five, right. Um, on our instant reaction, on the uh, on the draft lottery side, and and we said that really two through five can be a real freaking toss up. Like, yeah, like he can go two, he can go like he can go five. I don't think he's gonna go five because um, there's a lot of you know moving parts into that. But like that's what that's how close these these two through five is, and I think it's pretty exciting to be honest. Yeah, like barring a ridiculous like drop, which uh, let's be fair, we have seen. Uh, I think Jacob Chikrin was originally supposed to go much higher, uh, probably in you know the top five, if I recall, um, but at least top ten. Um, but yeah, 
I, I think Cooley is generally accepted to be like, you know, if he doesn't get picked up by the Coyotes, and he's probably not going to last much long. Right. He is touted as, um, I'm pretty sure you've probably heard this, as probably one of the, if like very close to, the most talented, obviously, because there's different levels of like, athletic, there's, you know, there's the most athletic, there's the most skilled and whatever, but like some people are like reading Cooley as one of the most talented players on this list. Yeah. And, and also one of the like best all around players, uh, I think in the athletic profile where I saw, it was just like every single area is above NHL average mm-hmm. um, or like elite. And now there, you know, it's something to be said that there was no like superstar for anything, but if you are good at everything you do and you are near the top, that's, that's going to be a quality hockey player. Absolutely. I'm taking a look at some of his stats right now um, on Elite Prospects. I think, so what is that? Combined, how many games he played this last season? Um, not in counting tournaments, it's uh, 75 games? Uh, yes, yeah, 75 games. 75 games and has, what, uh, what is that, 111 points? 111 <laughs> yeah. points in 75 games? Yep. Uh, 40 goals and do, do, do 71 assists. That is a truly impressive thing. Uh, split between two teams, two leagues, uh, you know, some time in the U.S. National Development Program. And then he went and had like a very successful World Juniors where he had three goals, seven assists, uh, 10 points in six games with the under-18 team. And he only had one game at the with the uh, under twenty because remember that didn't last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh, that tournament lasted what uh, one week, if anything, like something like that. Uh, that that was that was a fun one. Uh, and I mean, I was looking forward to the World Junior Championship, but yeah, I think everyone kind of is, and it just didn't, you know. But uh, Cooley had a good year, a good tournament, a very important tournament, and just continued to impress. Uh, And, you know, he's another player that really speaks to something that we've talked about a lot this past year, the growth of the U.S. National Development Program. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's cool because we're seeing, you know, players come out from from that program a lot more. And I think it's really cool because we're seeing – a little bit more of a shift. I think I, I really want to see more like, like, cause again, we we're talking about what Canadian, te- you know, Canadian players dominating before, but, um, yeah. but you know, the USHL going through those, some of these players, they're really, really freaking talented. And then, you know, they get drafted and like, they're able to play it a little bit smart. And so in some of these cases, or the, you know, the way they play it is really cool is because unlike in Canada, because these guys get paid in the, in the Canadian hockey league, in the um, in the USHL, they don't. So afterwards, they are actually NCAA eligible. And this is yeah. the case with Logan Cooley: is he's actually committed to play at the University of Minnesota next year, yeah. which is obviously a lot of people know the University of Minnesota NCAA program is one of the elite programs in the NCAA. Definitely one of the top programs. So that's a great spot for him. Uh, the Coyotes do not need him to play next no. season with yeah. them. So, like, this this works out absolutely fine for them. Like, if they needed a player, like, desperately, 
um, this would be like, you know, probably a bad call, but they don't, they, they have the time to let him develop, to let him grow. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more seasons he will need beyond one. Uh, but I think the team is more than happy to give him all the time that he needs. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's what's awesome. And we're gonna get to that in a little bit, but like, but the fact that the, the no rush bit, that's what's huge. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, you know what? I, I, let's go ahead and t- you know get to that in a little bit. Talk about you know the um, you know just with you know him and Arizona and you know his positioning in the in in the draft and a few other things. Talking about Logan Cooley on this draft profile, all in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our partners at RockAuto.com. Right here in Arizona, it is getting hot. The summer is coming. Triple digit heats have already happened over the weekend, and it was. Absolutely crazy. And I know the last thing you guys are going to want is for your car to break down at the wrong time and to be stuck in that weather. Best thing you can do is go to rockauto.com, search some parts for you available for your car, and do and just do some DIY work maybe and you know get it done in your garage or do something like that for cheap prices because you're saving labor costs, you're doing a lot of money. And again, with prices going up everywhere, might as well save a solid 50 to, 50 to 75% or even more on uh, on uh, getting car repairs done before you get stranded in the extreme weather or even the monsoon as that comes in a couple months from now what i want you guys to do is go ahead and check out rockauto.com for yourself see all the parts available for your car or truck and while you're there be sure to tell them that lockdown sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com thanks everyone for making locked on coyotes your first listen I now go ahead and encourage you guys afterwards to check out Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And with another day of round two starting today, I mean, obviously, that's one of the places that you're definitely going to want to check out. But let's get back to this, Carl. We're talking Logan Cooley. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I mentioned number two in the consolidated ranking. Um, you know, it's funny. There are, I'm, I'm looking at some of the couple of other things before we get into a little more. There are two sites, um, two individual sites that have him ranked as low as five. And that's the lowest okay. ranking. Elite Prospects itself, which is the website I'm looking at, and Dauber Prospects. And I'm just like, I wonder why he's placed at five in this case. Yeah, that that is interesting because those are two like, pretty good like prospect people like the, they're they're definitely ones that i defer to so it'll be interesting to see maybe there's a part of his game that we're not really sure about uh could be size um I, that yeah, is, he definitely... is a little bit undersized he is uh 510 174 pounds so he's he's on the smaller side but let's be real carl like the Coyotes haven't shied away from smaller players. Obviously, a lot of them, you know, the Coyotes have wanted, you know, like like in the past, you know, bigger size and physicality. But, yeah. you know, let's just look not no further than the fact that when they picked up Jacob, uh, not Jacob Chicken, when they picked up Clayton Keller, right, in the first round. Like, yeah. smaller player, very highly skilled, and he turned out to be one of the better players. So, in. And- and I will say this, uh, Clayton Keller this past year as a 23-year-old listed as 5'10", 
178. Um, so if that is where Cooley is at as an 18 year old, like that's already pretty big. Like when we when we hear about the smaller players, like the 510 guys, we do see them being a little bit less in weight. Cooley already seems like he's got like some decent weight on him. So I think he's going to really like fill out, maybe be like more of a Max Domi type, like a freaking, you know, 510, but still 200 pounds. Yeah, that can make, I mean, I, I can definitely see that as a, as, as a kind of fit. Um, one thing's for sure though, is based off of, you know, this, uh, you know, just his overall stat profile and everything. I'm just like, this kid is just going to be a freaking offensive weapon. Like yeah. a true freaking offensive weapon. Um, and like, holy crap. Like, do the Coyotes need one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching watching the highlights of him, like your his like patience and his puck handling, like just really stand out because he is just outweighting these guys and waiting until the moment is just perfectly right somehow finding the like the open eyes and firing a shot it's just glorious to see uh it's absolutely not gonna work against an nhl player uh next year but he doesn't have to play an nhl player next year he's still going to continue to develop like but that is something that is going to translate very well to the nhl in the next couple of years uh, I, I think he's going to be a significant piece of the Coyotes offense. If they do draft him, I would love to see him with Dylan Gunther. Uh, I would love to see him with Clayton Keller. Like that would be fun. Uh, I think there's plenty of opportunity uh, for a player like Cooley to really fit. I'm not sure if he's going to stay a center, if he's going to transition to wing, you know, as we tend to see like the smaller guys do go to wing, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a dawning of a new age. Maybe he stays at center. Maybe he does, especially if 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 his if his skill set proves to still be of you know elite NHL caliber, um, a top you know like a uh, like a first or second line center. Then that's yeah. And we'll, we, I mean, I will we'll absolutely take that because because the Coyotes don't have enough centers. Absolutely, they they let's be frank, they don't really have any centers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like Nick Schmaltz was decent at center, but he got moved to wing pretty fast. Um, yeah. Travis but, Boyd is uh, is pretty oh. good. We'll, we'll we'll be talking about him, but he was not a first line center for the for like an NHL team. Yeah, good. like no no player on the Coyotes would be a first line center anywhere else. Like no, let's 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 be real. Um, so it'd be nice to have someone if he's capable of to do that, right? Yeah. Um and. That's what kind of I have some hope for, and I think that's why um, there's a, a decent amount of hope that I think the Coyotes are able to land him. You know, there's um, and again, I think he is a top three guy, so could get picked at number two. Um, there's a lot of conversation about that, whether or not he does, because there's the question mark of whether or not the New Jersey Devils, who have the number two spot, even need another center yeah or they just pick him up and move him to wing like you were kind of mentioning a, that a team can do yeah or if they want to defense like uh i really like want to get like deep into the head of like the new jersey gm the team like just kind of see because most of the stuff i've read so far 
Um, and, and I haven't seen too much too in depth yet. Um, it seems to make it clear that they're not like Cooley isn't the fit for them, which does make it seem like, yeah, he, he seems like he'd be a fit for the coyotes pretty easily. So, which would be huge again, because we talked about, um, you know, a lot of different ways they can fit and let's be real. I think a lot of the players that we're going to talk about on our, on, on these top draft profiles, especially, um, those that are in the top five, like any of them will slot in with the coyotes pretty freaking well. <laughs> we yeah. mentioned that on the, uh, on the instant reaction because any of them have a certain at, have a certain aspect of their game that can incredibly benefit the Arizona Coyotes. Well, the Coyotes have a lot of holes to fill. So like, just like anyone can really be like thrown in there. Like they're going to need them. And that's why they have a freaking top three pick in the upcoming draft. And, um, and we talked about, you know, also other kinds of futures, the fact that they did, they're not in a rush, right? Um, the fact that they're going to tank hard for Bedard next year is already going to tell you something. Yeah, there, there's a decent chance that they will probably be top three. Uh, I'd say probably best case scenario, top top six uh, in the draft, um, or worst case, depending on who you are. Like, uh, yeah, the the Coyotes are in there for the long haul, which just means like a player like Cooley who shows a lot, but is going to need like some time to pop to you know get into an nhl player like they can be patient it's a it's a really good fit absolutely in a little bit we're going to get a little bit more you know kind of like more predictive i guess we're going to kind of get to um you know how we view everything as a whole getting into just a moment but first a quick word from carl so i just got a package this past weekend with some birthday cake puffs and i have never had anything like this before and they're available right now but i can't promise they're going to be there tomorrow so get them today at built.com if you haven't tried the puffs they're really good it was a very delicious birthday cake marshmallow covered in white chocolate really kept everything together and if you're in arizona it's hot right now, so make sure you keep it in your refrigerator. Keep it in your cooler if you're going out there. You know, Don't let it out in the heat. It's a marshmallow. It's going to melt. It's chocolate. It's going to melt. Uh, you know what to do with this uh, situation, but they're really good. Just make sure you have them cold. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, everyone, for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. Be sure to also check out the Locked On NHL podcast from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your shows. So let's get back to our draft profile. We're talking, once again, Logan Cooley. And I guess one question I do have to ask is, um, and we're, and of course, like we're going to go through this in, the, in each player, but um, to see kind of like how we think. But on a scale of 1 to 10 so far, from what you're understanding, where would you 
say like this guy can fit, can be a future coyote great. Not great, but future coyote solid coyote player. Future solid coyote player. I I think there's a really good chance he shows an offensive like dynamo that you don't really see um especially not a player that the coyotes seen recently uh the coyotes have drafted third overall twice before um dylan strom was the most recent one kyle torres before that uh so far both seem to be on their way to having very fruitful careers unfortunately neither of them with the coyotes uh i don't necessarily see that being an issue for cooley uh provided like he hasn't told the team like no i don't want to go there like if he is like that set against arizona um for whatever reason let's be honest there's reasons you may not want to be drafted by arizona um but i i I don't really see that being a problem i think there's a good chance that you know he is a player that if he continues to show what he has will be with the coyotes for a long time and remembered quite fondly yeah, I, I I I'm totally with you on that. And I think especially it goes with the fact that he's that he's not going directly into the NHL next year. That he's yeah. committed to play at the University of Minnesota in the NCAA, and that is he's going to play at least a season in college. Um, yeah. And um, I think, and again, I think we all knew that. We we all knew that. We kind of said Shane Wright is the only player who is going to go straight into the league. Um, other players. I mean, like teams, other teams can do what they want with their prospects, and we're like that's not, that's their call. But in our mind, in our viewpoint, a lot of these players are not going to be straight away, and it doesn't matter for Arizona because it's they're still rebuilding anyways. So, like you let a kid like you know, like Logan Cooley develop with a good program with, with the uh, with the Gophers and um, over over there in Minnesota, and do what. And they'll continue to develop there after getting drafted by Arizona, hopefully, um, and becoming a future NHL star. I won't say superstar, but NHL star. Um, yeah. And I think he, like, uh, I like, I like, have, I've been trying to imagine like certain players, you know, watching highlights and like that of certain players, like certain players on the Arizona Coyotes. Logan Cooley is definitely on the top. Yeah, the the Coyotes do not have and have never really had a lot of offensively gifted players. Um, you know, Redeem Verbata and Ray Whitney were thought of as like some of the most offensively gifted Coyotes players when I first started watching. Uh, going like all the way back to you know Kachuk, um, like that, the something like the team really needs and Cooley could definitely be that I, you know, I'm very much against the idea of people seem to have like an arbitrary idea of where a player should be in their development based off of where they're drafted. We saw that a lot with Dylan Strom. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think it's the worst thing for his career that he was drafted third overall mm-hmm. because that like had an expectation and we're going to go into this one knowing like, yeah, he's not going to be here next year. Doesn't doesn't matter at all. He's not going to be here. And like so I think that expectation is not going to be there. You're not going to have someone say like he should be pl- you know getting seven games in the NHL being a third overall pick and you're like, "Nah, it's not how that works for NCAA athletes first of all." Um and doesn't 
that's not what he needs. Um, so I think that's great that we kind of have that going in there, that he is committed to an NCAA program. Yeah, I think the other thing to keep in mind with, you know, getting like a U.S. player, and again, it's not a problem because it's been it's been all over the place. It's been done multiple times. But, you know, when, you, when the Coyotes drafted Dylan Strom third or overall, they drafted them out of the, out of the OHL, which you yeah. know, he was able to sign a contract and even attend camp. And go through, and even you know, begin the season with the Arizona Coyotes for you know for like a game or two or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? You need a little more work. We're gonna send you right back to your OHL team. Um, yeah, which you can do. And in, in you know, with the NCAA, you don't have that that luxury. You can't sign them to a contract and bring them to the camps <laughs> as much as you. It want. It kind of forces you to think long term. Like yeah, exactly. you really need to be like prepared for it. And like the way things work with Clinton Keller, who also went through the NCAA program is like, after that first year, they were like, no, you're ready. You can make the jump. You'll get a couple of games uh, at the end. And yeah, you're ready for an NHL. I don't know if Cooley is going to be that. Uh, let's be honest. I think the team may be like, just stay in college as long as you want. We're not ready for you yet. Like just, Get 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 your associate's degree in your spare time, uh, but you know they may see enough and be like, "All right, you're wasted in the NCAA. We're just going to bring you in now." To because that is the other side of development. Like being in a league that's below you can also screw up your development. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. Because like at that point, like your talent eclipses everybody else's, and you're just like, "What's going on?" Um, there are some cases of players like that, you know, where they freaking dominated the NCAAs and all of a sudden, yeah, they're, you know, there's like the, the team had no choice, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. Um, you're coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like the, just where the coyotes are at in their rebuild, they can afford to get some. It's so freaking I... early on. They have, they're like, they're, there is on so little rush as possible. We're like, even though you're good, let's, you know what? We're still on a timeline. Like we'll get you another year in the end of the lady, whatever, and then we're like, then we'll bring you in. Yeah, it's like if like a player was like injured, you could just be like, oh yeah, like you're gonna be hurt next year. Uh, so might as well just take you now because like we don't need you. Yeah, one thing I'm already picturing though is, um, I think you kind of already mentioned it, but. Not just not just a line together, but like a top six forwards that include Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller, Dylan Gunther, Logan Cooley. You're just like, oh my god! <laughs> Still need two more pieces though. Um, does Barrett Hayton become one? Uh, I, I think he's capable of, but I mean that's 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 just for another discussion. Yeah. And, and that's also one of those things where, like, is Cooley on the wing or is he in center? Um, for right now, I think we should kind of assume that he's going to be center. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we hear something different from, you know, the Coyotes at the draft or going into, you know, the his training camp. I, I either way, I will be like watching Cooley like develop from here on out because I think he is going to be a phenomenal hockey player. Oh, absolutely. Um, he will be like a lot of us. People are gonna have a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna have his eyes on him, right? And again, it makes mm-hmm. sense. He is a top five. He's a top five prospect in uh, in the upcoming draft, which is gonna be 
pretty darn fun one. But yep. before we close things off, anything else that you'd like to share on Logan Cooley? Because I know you had a little more in-depth view than I did. Um, uh, yeah, he got a lot of hardware at the uh, Under-18 World Juniors, named to the All-Star team, named best forward, won a silver medal, and a top three player on the team. So just a lot, a very successful Under-18 tournament for him. That's huge, right? And you're just like, you're just like, wow, this is, this is where we're gonna be right now. This is like, especially best forward. That's a good one, right? Best forward, because that, um, I mean, that's huge, right? And we talked about offensive power and and you know, needing having a good forward. That's what the Arizona Coyotes need. And it's like, oh my god, couldn't be more excited mm-hmm. for someone of Logan Cooley's caliber to eventually be joining the Arizona Coyotes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we are just about out of time on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. It was our first draft profile coming up. um, Obviously, throughout the next month, we're going to have more draft profiles. We're going to have other voices, prospect writers and other people who can help us really break down some of these prospects. Of course, we're going to have, you know, again, we're going to continue through the top five, top maybe even a little bit more than that of players. We have... Let's be real, Kyle. Probably a whole first round to get to. Um, yeah. Because the Kites have three first round picks. Um, and yeah. we don't know where the other ones can... are going to be. Not yet. We don't. Anyways, though, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you're yet to already, we're everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have. We can interact right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.